1: 18 plus. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour ish of sweet, juicy content. Mm, mm, mm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages. We'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Afternoon, it's Alec Feldman. Let's begin.
2: Let's go. Why isn't that working? Hello? Hello? Yes, no, okay. What's going on? Let's have a look. Hang on. Oh. Okay. I see what's going on here. Since you late, Britain. They've- they've stuck themselves to the play button. There are some- some teeny tiny protesters here that are glued to the play button, so I can't- I can't press it. Hello? I'm, I'm, I'm an ambulance, please let me through. No. Okay. Looks like I'll be singing all the songs myself this afternoon.
1: It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman.
2: Coffee, West Indies. Before that, Lil Nas X, that's what I want. This is Wizard Radio. And it's my turn. I'm back again, as I am every Saturday. It's Alec Feldman here. Hello. How are you? How's your week been? Oh, I've quite a nice one. I've been off all week from whatever it is I usually do. And I've been at home in London with my actual family. And oh, it's been wonderful. See my, my friends. I've done so much. It's nice to be back. I get to see the, the leaves on the trees behind in front of me. Turn all like orange and yellow and it's dead nice. This is what I used to look at. Every week doing this show, I used to get to enjoy these trees. And now, no more, um, because I I foolishly moved to Manchester. So I'll enjoy these trees whilst I can. I bet the show will be slightly better today because I'm looking at these trees, trust me. Right then, happy Halloween. It is Halloween tomorrow. um, But I'm not really doing anything special to market, either on the show or off the show. I don't really do Halloween. I was never even allowed trick-or-treating as a kid so it's not a big deal to me. I will be doing a little something. At 10 past four, we'll do some horror stories. Not like scary ones involving ghosts or anything. Real life horror stories in in the Halloween spirit, sort of. So that's coming up on the show. Also today, I will be ruining some childhoods before half past three. It's just what I do. I enjoy it. It brings me happiness. Um, after four o'clock, I have some disappointing facts for you. I've also become a master negotiator this week. I need to tell you about that. I would love to talk about my favourite round in the world, Chris Whitty, after four o'clock. And I have a UK bucket list to share with you that I've read. And there are some interesting suggestions there. I sort of want your thoughts on them. Well, we'll get to that. It's all on the show before five o'clock. Plus a 60 second guide. We'll do uh, what's going on as well. But... Before that I like to start the show every week with sort of like a rundown of my own brain. What I'm enjoying, what's making me laugh and what's making me angry, the best and the worst things that have happened in the world this week. So uh, the worst thing in the world I think has to go to the Facebook rebrand. So they've realized that the brand Facebook has become a little bit toxic because you know all of the the ruining democracies and stuff. You know, radicalising people into believing nonsense and Russia and all sorts. Basically, Facebook is not the most popular brand in the world anymore. It's kind of, the brand's a bit tainted, so they've decided they're going to rebrand. Facebook is still called Facebook, but like the whole overarching company is now called Meta. Meta, which um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Hebrew language. Uh, means dead. So take from that what you will. So they rebranded, so like the company that owns Facebook and Instagram and Whatsapp is now called Meta-cool And Mark Zuckerberg released a video to announce this big change saying, look, well here's what we're doing And here's why it's really radical and game-changing and we're definitely not panicking And it will be great and you should just put aside all of your concerns Any concerns you may have, don't worry about them, just trust us That's basically what the video was, it's like 10 minutes long It's a weird video, the whole thing is weird, it's like Mark Zuckerberg, almost his vision of what a a fully Facebookized world would look, sorry, a fully meta the metaverse would look like you know, playing playing cards in virtual reality with people dressed up as a robot and looking at virtual art with your friends who you've, you know, called on Facebook Messenger to get them into the conversation it's it's weird, all of it's weird there's some bad jokes and attempts at humour but, the worst part of this video, worse than any of that, is when An appearance is made by someone that we in the UK might be vaguely familiar with and know as the man who said he would abolish tuition fees but instead tripled them. Uh, Nick Clegg, former leader of the Liberal Democrat Party and former Deputy Prime Minister, oddly enough, uh, now works for Facebook. He's joined the dark side and he makes an appearance, like a cameo, in this video with Mark Zuckerberg. And it's about as skin crawling as you expect it to be.
0: Hey Nick! Hey, Mark. I uh, hope I'm not interrupting. You got a sec? Have you got, have you
1: got Oppie with you? Uh, I think Oppie's still in the virtual forest, but I always have time for you. What's going on? Look, I, I just love the presentation so far. It's, it's such visionary stuff.
2: But as you mentioned early on, with all big technological advances, there are inevitably going to be in all sorts of challenges and uncertainties. And I know you've talked about this a bit
0: already, But people want to know how we're going to do all this in a responsible way, and
2: especially that we play our part in helping to keep people safe and protect their privacy online. Horrendous. Horrible. Oh, oh, hi, Nick. Always a pleasure. I've always got time for you. That man used to be in government, and look at him now. He's sold his soul, and he's having terrible banter with Mark Zuckerberg, going, great presentation, Mark. But seriously, about the privacy concerns, don't have any. It's fine. Ugh. Awful, man. <laughs> so that's the worst thing in the world this week. One of the best things, I think, goes to a current politician. Hey, maybe one day Rishi Sunak will work for Facebook, selling his soul. But for now, he's the Chancellor of the Exchequer. That means he's in charge of all the government money. And it was the budget this week, so he decides what he's going to spend all the government money on. And um, he wants to invest in places in the north, like uh, Burnley. Or is it? Or is it Berry? I'm not entirely sure. Rishi
1: and a lot of what we announced yesterday—the Leveling Up Fund bids like Burnley
2: Market, world-famous Burnley Market—benefiting from 20 million pounds. So basically, what you heard there was Rishi Sunak in Berry Market. Berry is a part of Greater Manchester. It's near like Bolton and Rochdale and stuff, and they have a quite a famous market, Berry Market. Except he forgot where he was and called it Burnley Market, which is. ...somewhere entirely different in Lancashire... ...probably about, I don't know, 50 miles away. So, that was good. Well done, Rushy. That made me laugh. Uh, so, that's one of the best things in the world this week. The other best thing in the world... You know what? I'm going to be a bit mushy and a bit wholesome. Uh, because I haven't really had a lot of time... ...at home... ...in London for like... ...basically since the start of 2020. I haven't really seen any of my friends. I've seen a couple here and there... ...if they've been in Manchester... ...or if I've been here for like a couple of days but I've never had like a full week to try and make plans. And I saw loads of them this week and it was so wonderful. It was so great to see them all for the first time. Literally, I got a load of them together. More on this later on, by the way. And I think it was the first time there'd been that many of us together since January 2020. That is like 21 months ago. So it's been 21 months since I've hung out with my like OG school friends. And we hung out again this week and it was like no time had passed and it was wonderful and I enjoyed it very much. a good time was had by all and that was that was just great and so that i think has to be my best thing in the world this week seeing my like actual og friends for the first time in 21 months how good so that's me what's bad the facebook video with nick clegg what's good rishi sunak confusing berry and burnley and my friends here we go (laughs) let's crack on with the show then next i have some childhoods to ruin but first, I play Sam Fender, whose album is now out, and it is brilliant. This is a track off that. It's called Get You Down on Wizard Radio. Sam Fender, Get You Down on Wizard Radio. Happy Saturday afternoon. You're with Alec Feldman. Afternoon. Coming up, a Swedish House Mafia, their new song. I know. 2021 Wild. And Doja Gap and Dylan as well. Um, a lot of childhoods being ruined this week. Not my words. The words of the tabloid press. And there's been a couple of stories I've noticed flying about this week. Basically where they discover things about kids' TV shows and they go, Oh my god, this will ruin your childhood! Um, And so in the spirit of that, I thought I'd round up some of my favourites and proceed to ruin your childhoods, apparently. Uh, We'll see how successful we are. So, the first thing that I would like to ruin your childhood with... Do you remember Chucklevision? Of course you do. Everybody loves the show Chucklevision. Paul and Barry Chuckle Oh, Barry, RIP They went round doing odd jobs And having catchphrase And going, to me, to you, to me, to you And they were from Rotherham in Yorkshire And everybody loved them And they were beloved And they were on Kid's Telly for forever, really And, you know, things would always go wrong And hilarity would ensue Well, what if I were to ruin your childhood By telling you that in one episode of Chucklevision, there was a slightly risque joke. I wonder- I wonder how this article came about, because like, was the- was the person watching Chucklevision? Or did they just look through old kids' TV shows to try and find clips and be like, HA! This will ruin your childhood! I don't know, but um, let's have a listen to this clip that will apparently ruin your childhood and see if we can understand why. He's not my friend, he's a leprechaun, and I can't get rid of him. Well, I can. Now, will you listen carefully? I'd like you to run along and let my brother get on
0: with his work. There's a good little himself. <laughs> what are you doing? Tickling him under the chin.
2: Well, actually, is this tall. Uh, I've had enough of this. Get that stuff fresh round the back. So, Paul and Barry are having issues with the leprechaun, an invisible leprechaun, of course. Um, and Paul's trying to get rid of him. And so he's tickling him under the chin, but then Barry goes, you're not tickling him under the chin because he's he's taller than that and you were tickling too low down. So basically the gag is, Paul was tickling another part of his body. Is your childhood ruined yet? Is it? Have I ruined your childhood? Or have you just gone, oh, (laughs) funny, nice little joke for adults because if your childhood isn't ruined, well, I don't know what that says about the, the tabloid press, but anyway. So if that hasn't ruined your childhood, Maybe, maybe this other story will, that will ruin your childhood. Barney the Dinosaur. Popular in America, popular in the UK, popular everywhere. A big purple dinosaur. If you ask me, a little bit scary, but, you know, sings songs, hangs out with kids. Okay, cool, whatever. Um, but if you found out what the person who was inside the suit does now, apparently this will ruin your childhood. Uh, by the way, I'm sorry if I have just broken the news to you for the first time that Barney w- wasn't a real dinosaur and there was a person in the suit, but okay. That's okay. So yeah, I've ruined your childhood by telling you there was a person in the suit, for one thing. There was a person in the suit. It's not real. Okay, cool. Now we've established that, can I ruin your childhood some more um, by telling you what the person in the suit does now? They left acting, if you can call it acting. <laughs> they left that world, the-, the glitzy showbiz world of pretending to be a dinosaur, and... Uh, for a while, they found they found God and became a healer, like a spiritual healer, cool, um, and then packed all that in, and the guy, he's called David Joyner, who was the guy that was inside the Barney suit, and now, I mean, there's no easy way to put it, this, he's a sex therapist, so Barney the dinosaur is now a sex therapist. There are people in America who probably grew up watching that show, and they go to this sex therapist, and it, it's Barney, and they'll have no idea. And that's what he does. He charges £250 for a four-hour special massage um, <laughs> from Barney. I don't think he does it in the Barney costume, unless you ask and pay extra. But that is... that Has that ruined your childhood yet? Well, has it? Have I ruined your childhood? I hope so, because that's what I set out to do. If I hasn't haven't... Well then you're clearly just stronger than I am. So there you go. Childhood's ruined. Barney's a sex therapist. And Paul is a dirty little leprechaun fiddler. (laughs) whatever that means. Okay, coming up next. um, If your childhood hasn't been ruined, I might like to try and disappoint you in a different way uh, with some disappointing facts in a minute after the new song by Swedish House Mafia. no you haven't woken up in 2012. Swedish House Mafia do have a new song. It's with The Weeknd. It's called Moth to a Flame. It's Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio on a Saturday afternoon. you with Alec Feldman. And that was Swedish House Mafia and The Weeknd, Moth to a Flame. How's it going? Coming up, Doja Cat and Dylan and Craig David. But I would like to disappoint you for a moment now. Uh, You know, you know, in like, Courtroom dramas. Everybody loves a courtroom drama, like suits. Or even, even like The Simpsons, where there's a courtroom scene. And you've got the judge there. They're sat in their like robes. And they're sat on a really high, special little box thing. And they're sat there with their special hammer, which is called a gavel, going, Order! Order! Order in the court! And all that stuff. And, you know, when they make their ruling, they'll go, I sentence you to death. And then bang the hammer and that means it's final and it's really dramatic i would like to disappoint you for a second by informing you that you know you know the hammer that you imagine the gavel you always imagine a judge will have apparently i found out this week that's only an american thing they don't have that in the uk and i just assumed because i've watched too many like tv shows that have american courtrooms in that the gavel would be a thing in the UK as well. And I've I've never been to court, believe it or not. I've never yet been found out for any of the crimes I've committed. So I haven't been to court. So I've not seen this firsthand, but I got told by someone who's like a, a lawyer, basically, that in the UK, they have the funny wigs, but they don't have a gavel. So there's no like, order in the court, order, order. None of that, it just doesn't happen. And I'm really disappointed about that. I did ask. What would happen if they just brought their own? Apparently that would be highly frowned upon and they'd get in lots of trouble because it's not standard procedure, which is a disappointment. I'm sorry to be the bringer of this bad news, but I found out this week and it's upset me slightly. And I wanted to share that sadness with you also that judges in the UK do not have the tiny little hammers when they're making their rulings. I know, what a cop-out. I don't know who we'd have to campaign to to get that to be the case, but for the moment, no gavels, only in America, I've watched too many American courtroom shows, but it got me thinking, there are loads of things in life, you find them out and you go, oh, really? Oh, that's so disappointing, and that's what I'm after this afternoon, I'm not after just random facts, or I'm not after all things you've just learned and gone, oh, okay, cool, I'm after something very specific, much more specific than that, I want to know what facts you have just learned that you found really, really disappointing. It's kind of shattered your illusions about something or just really let you down. Everything you thought about something was wrong or underwhelming or something like me discovering that in the UK, we don't actually have judges with those tiny little hammers called gavels. And what have you got for me? I'll do a few in a bit. If you want to get in touch um, on Twitter on Instagram, at WizRadio We're always on there And we'll read out a few in a little while Just disappointing facts that you've learned And gone, oh
1: What a letdown Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio Mediocre broadcasting since 2017
2: Wizard Radio With Dylan and someone else And before that, Doja Cat Need to know Hi, it's Alec Feldman Until 5 o'clock, how's life? you all good uh, coming up Craig David new song so excited to play that you know how much I love Craig David so I thought I'd give his new tune a spin that's coming up it's with M and EK and it's really really good and also Julie Wolf is on before four o'clock and we'll do what's going on as well like we do every week and at the moment we're doing disappointing facts I discovered this week that in UK courts they don't actually have those tiny little hammer things they're not they don't exist I haven't got them Instead, I, I don't know what they do. I suppose they just go, order in the court. But there's there's no way of, like, banging a little thing to enforce that. So they just have to say it. Imagine doing that. How rubbish. But yeah, they, they're only thing in America. I was uh, disappointed to find that out, as you just have been. And we're spreading the disappointment this afternoon. That's what we do. By sharing some really disappointing facts, things you've learned. And you're just like, oh, what? We've had one in from Finn who says, I heard a statistic once, something like one in five adults in America claim to wee in public pools, which I found really disappointing because I thought, oh, is that it? I really like peeing in pools. I thought it was much more common, but now I'm in the minority. (laughs) Oh, you dirty boy, Finn. It's disgusting. I would not encourage peeing in pools. It's not cool, it's not big, it's not clever. Um, one in f- I mean, one in five is still a lot. That's 20% of people. If you're in a pool with five people, one of them will have peed in it. And you're normally in a pool with more than five people. So, multiple people, according to this statistic, will have peed in the pool whilst you're in there. And that is not okay by me. And you just, you just, you've just been doing it all these years, Finn, because you're like, oh, it's fine. Like, everyone's at it. They're really not. I think that even one in five is too many. Never mind, however many you thought it was. That's ho- no peeing in pools is not cool. You end up when you swim, you end up drinking a lot of the water, whether you intend to or not. That's just what happens. I don't want to think about what I've been drinking. That's not, not cool. I always thought that if somebody peed in the pool, so the rumors went. There's like this special solution that changes colour when somebody's done it. So if you do pee in the pool, it'll like start to go. I don't know green around you and everyone will know that it was you that peed in the pool but evidently that's not true if one in five adults in America pee in the pool to be fair that is America I like to think that the UK is a much more civilised country all in all than America so fingers crossed that number is slightly lower in the UK but I wouldn't hold my breath (laughs) thanks for your message sort of that is a disappointing fact but I don't think it's disappointing for the same reason you do Finn Grace says, apparently, quicksand can't actually suck you to your death. Knowing this has changed my entire life. Has it really? <laughs> okay. Now, growing up, I thought quicksand would be a much bigger problem in my life than it ended up being. But it, the, the reality is, quicksand only sucks you in a little bit. The most it would suck in is, like, maybe half your body, so up to your waist. And then you'd just start floating back up to the top again. My whole childhood has been a lie. Again, this is one of those where I'd I'd never thought quicksand would be a big problem in my life. Weirdly, I feel like sinkholes are bigger problems than quicksand. But no, quicksand, I've never never thought quicksand would be an issue. And it never actually has been an issue. (laughs) Um, But that is good to know. Should I ever end up in a situation where I'm in quicksand (laughs) that it probably won't swallow me alive and it'll just leave me be. Uh, That's true. Because you don't... You see it in the movies all the time, but I've never known anyone in real life or even heard any stories of anyone in real life who has just been swallowed up by quicksand and was never seen again. So I, I, this must be right. The quicksand can't actually kill you, but that I think that is a good thing. You know, all in all, I wouldn't be disappointed. Uh, okay, maybe a little bit, but I'd be more relieved to know that quicksand isn't a massive danger to me than disappointed to know that it's not as it's often described, you know gotta gotta take your small victories where you can find them I think Uh, Louis has been on this is one big gross but it kind of makes sense, if you smell something bad, that literally means there are stinky molecules in your nose that makes sense right, yeah bad smells come from bad smelling molecules but this is the bit that actually grosses me out, if you smell a really nasty fart oh no Really lowering the tone here, Louis. This means there are literally poo particles in your nose. Farts smell bad, and farts smell of poo. Therefore, a bad-smelling fart means that there is literally poo in your nose. I kind of lost faith in humanity at that point. Uh, Yeah, I I try not to think about it too much, but I suppose that does does make sense. (laughs) Yeah, I feel a bit gross, that, but... I like your use of the phrase. Stinky molecules, that's what all the chemists say as well. Oh yes, we've got this rare type of particle here, it's called a stinky molecule. (laughs) Um, I, I feel like the thing with this is, it sounds gross when you put it into words. But it can't really be that bad, because it happens to everyone. And if it was genuinely bad for us to have poo particles in our nose, then we'd all be extinct by now. And we're not which kind of suggests that, yes, it it feels a bit gross to think about, but all in all, it's not that big a deal, and we should not think about it too much. But that is a disappointing fact. You have made my life worse by telling me that. <laughs> so thank you so much, Louis. Really appreciate it. And um, the last one we got time for comes from Georgina. This is probably the most disappointing fact of the day, Alec. Oh, well, you're setting yourself up to fail now. You better impress me and disappoint me. Approximately... Half of Australia's koala population has chlamydia. You know those the big friendly looking koalas? They are actually riddled with an STI. It's a different strain of chlamydia to the human strain, but if a koala pees on a human, there is a chance you could get infected. Good. Um I feel like I've I've heard this one before. This does ring a bell to me actually, but it is unfortunate. Is there anything they can they can do to clear that up? Is it is it bad if koalas have chlamydia? Because I know if humans have chlamydia, it's generally considered a good idea to take some some antiviral or antibacterial or whatever to get rid of it. Is it the same with with koalas? Or can they just happily carry on giving each other chlamydia forever with no negative consequence? I suppose a koala's going extinct because STIs, they can make you infertile, can't they? If you leave them untreated. But uh, koalas aren't, to my knowledge, endangered. So I suppose it must be fine. (laughs) Crack on then. Spread your STD koalas. We're, we're fine with it. That is moderately disappointing. I think, I think the most disappointing fact is either the one about the poo particles, the stinky particles from Louis, or Finn. Not that Finn was disappointed that only one in five adults pee in swimming pools, but that as many as one in five adults pee in swimming pools. That is not okay, and I refuse to accept otherwise. Okay, coming up next. I am a master negotiator. Get me to sort out Brexit, I would do a brilliant job. I will tell you why after the new song by Craig David and K What a pairing! This is so good. You're gonna love it. It's called Who You Are and it's on Wizard Radio right now. Craig David and K on Wizard Radio. That's so exciting that Craig David is on the playlist. Uh, new song, Who You Are. It's really good. I like it. Proper bow. <laughs> um, coming up in a second, Julie Wolf. And then it'll be What's Going On going to treat you to a little vintage edition today. Uh, But before that, I am Alec Feldman and I am a master negotiator. I know, I know. It's a bold claim, but it's true. I could fix Brexit. I can fix the Middle East. My talents know no ends. And uh, let me tell you why. I'm at home this week in London. London. I I miss London. Every time... I am away from London for long enough. I go, pfft, London, who cares about London? London, rubbish, bloody London. And then I come back and I'm like, oh, London, I miss you. I wanna come back. Um, So that's where I'm at the moment. But I got to see my friends, my like proper OG home friends for the first time in 21 months, you know, cause COVID and that. It's been a while since we've got a lot of us together in the same place couldn't manage all of them but i was very 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 proud of my efforts right i want to tell you what i did and i want to tell you the time frame i did it in so monday afternoon i messaged one or two people saying are you about tomorrow do you want to do something you know the more the merrier basically and they're like yeah yeah i'm around what what have you got in mind i was like don't really know see who's about see what we can do and i'll get back to you and then the next day Tuesday morning, I messaged a few more people being like, hey, so uh, do you want to do this? you around tonight? Do you want to see some people? And they were like, yeah, yeah, possibly, like, let me know where and when, and I'll see if I can make it. And I was like, okay, cool. So there were all these people that I was messaging individually. Because whenever me and my friends try and make plans before, there's not like a cohesive WhatsApp group with all of us in. So a lot of the time, people make a Facebook event, and then... Within the Facebook event, there'll be loads and a loads ridiculous, frankly obscene number of surveys and polls just to work out like where to go and when to do it, and what time and what date and what location, and it's just all a bit much. And I was like, "Come on, it has to be more straightforward than this." So I messaged all these people individually, got a positive on their general availability, and then for the rest of the day was basically going between all of them, trying to work out something where we could all meet up at the same time in the same place and make it work without any of them talking to each other because it's easier and less complicated that way. So I'd go to one person and be like, so where do you want to go? And They'd be like, oh, let's go here. This is good. And I'd be like, okay, cool. I'd go to some other people and be like, do you fancy going here? And they'd be like, oh no, I can't make that. It's a bit further away. So you go right back to the drawing board. Um, can can we do it here? If we do it here, can more people come? Yes. Okay, good. But can the people that would come to the original location come to the new location that's further away from them? Can they? And I was going between people going, okay, what if we moved it here? Would you still be able to come? Yeah? Yeah? Okay, cool. Um, how are you going to get there? Do you want to drive? you want to get the bus? Okay, whatever. Um, there, were, there were some people who were still up in the air until the very last minute. It was like, you know, one of them was like, well, I might be able to come. Or I might be off to the British Kebab Awards. I'll let you know. <laughs> so I was like, okay, great but if I do come, I'll only be able to come in this location. Oh, great, fine. And it was so complicated. All these different people with different locations and times and trying to get them all nailed down was really difficult. So the first sort of issue was the location actually managed to get the location down and then I was like okay so what time can people do and everybody has different things going on because some people don't want it too late because they need to like go to work the next day and some people it can't be too early because they'll still be at work or potentially going to the kebab awards and it's it's stupid but it's so complicated the more people you add in the more complicated it becomes and so again I was going through people being like okay can you do 7 no can you do 7.30 yes but it might be like okay can you do 7.45 yes perfect great And trying to get this this balance right between so many different people and having to go back each time to everybody else to give them the update and I was literally talking to eight different people sort of negotiating this time and location and we finally got down the time and the location I was like brilliant and then I was like the only thing now is like how do we get there so I had to then go to the people who live near me and say, how are we going to get there? Are we going to get the train? Are we going to get the tube? Are we going to drive? What's the deal? Because some of them have cars, not me. And, you know, we were like, okay, we'll get the train. Fine. And then when you get the train, you have to agree, well, if we get the train, we might as well meet at the station. Where and when should we meet? Which station? Which time? And all these overcomplicated side negotiations to the main deal, which is that we're going to socialise. And, oh, it was one of the most intense days of my life, and we were going literally right up to the eleventh hour. I think we met at seven thirty, and we were still finalising plans up to about five o'clock, five thirty. That's how tight this negotiation window was. It was literally like Brexit, where it went right up to the wire. But I managed. With all this negotiation, not a single Facebook event, not a single survey, not a single group chat, I managed to get eight people together in one place at the same time on about 24 hours' notice. How impressive is that? In this day and age, to manage to get all these people together at short notice, I'm pretty pleased with myself. And everyone was like, you know what? Fair play to you. You've actually done quite a good job here. It felt a bit chaotic at times, but you got the job done. And that was the highest praise i could have hoped for so next on my list i'm gonna go down to israel and palestine and get them to you know knock their heads together speak some sense into them all and hopefully we'll be celebrating peace in the middle east by christmas good (laughs) what's going on is coming up next first this is julie wolf and nikes julie wolfs on wizard radio that was nikes and it's alec feldman on good afternoon it is now time for a vintage edition of what's going on and it's pretty self-explanatory, really, because in What's Going On, you just have to tell me what's going on. I've got a clip for you. It's a bit confusing. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot going on. I challenge you to come up with some kind of plausible explanation for what's actually happening. It doesn't have to be real. You know, you don't have to actually think about getting a right answer. I'm more interested in something that's kind of entertaining. It doesn't have to be completely accurate or sensical. So, this week on What's Going On... I like it when we do this. I've got a real life one for you. This isn't something I found on the internet. This is something that's actually happened in my day-to-day life, which is always more fun. The sound quality admittedly isn't great, but I feel like that just adds to the chaos. So let's have a listen to the What's Going On clip for the first time this week. I tried let like, go somewhere. <laughs> 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 Oh, this is excellent. And mm-hmm. I, I, the only way I can get down to is by sitting on the chair. So there's a lot going on there. So I'll play it for you again in a second. But what what I heard was myself going, uh, try and move somewhere. That's what I said. Uh, then I laughed a bit, and then then another voice appeared saying, when I, I can't I can't do anything without sitting on the chair. I think the end of the word was chair, but what what what's happening? What am I finding so funny in that? Try and, like go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is excellent.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I, the only way I can get down it is by
1: sitting
2: on the chair. The only way I can get down is by sitting on the chair. But uh, get down from what? What's happening? Can somebody please explain that 15 seconds of chaos? You can play along at home if you fancy, and I'll give you the answer before the end of the show at 5 o'clock. Coming up, Lil Huddy, Mimi Webb, and... We'll do
1: something a little bit spooky in about 10 minutes, but now it is time for the news. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio.
2: Huddy and Party Crasher on Wizard Radio before that Mimi web with Halfway, and you're with Alec Feldman. Good afternoon to you. It is Halloween Eve, 30th of October. Tomorrow is actual Halloween. A lot of people doing Halloween related things tonight, Halloween parties and all that kind of stuff because it's a Saturday night and I wanted to get into the spirit this afternoon of, of Halloween and do some some spooky stories but I don't just want to do like ghost stories or anything like that because that's that's kind of boring, everybody does that. I'm going to tell you some, some real life horror stories instead of things that could happen to you that you do not want to happen to you. Really deeply unpleasant things, and I'm gonna tell them in the spookiest way I possibly can. That's what this is all about. So, are we ready for some real life horror stories? Settle down, grab a cushion to hide behind, or a sofa, wherever you feel safe, because this is about to get terrifying. It was a, a dark and stormy afternoon. You've just left school. You're walking, innocently, away from the school premises with all your friends, having a laugh, mucking about. You're enjoying yourself, having a really great time, reflecting on whatever funny thing happened in your science class today. Or who got a detention in maths. All is normal. Or at least, that's what you think. When all of a sudden, you see something in the distance. It's large. And it's red. And it's moving at speed towards you. Your heart fills with fear, terror, dread as you realise that you're watching the bus hurtle towards the bus stop, and you're not there. You run as fast as you can. You try to escape, but it's like there's lead in your shoes. You just can't get up to the right speed you need to catch the bus the bus pulls in at the bus stop you're still miles away when all of a sudden as you're sprinting out of breath panting frantically moving your legs as fast as you can move them the bus driver
1: shuts the doors
2: and you watch the bus driving off without you on it as everybody's looking on and seeing how embarrassed you are to be running and missed the bus. <laughs> that was pretty pretty spooky, right? But it gets worse. Earlier that day, you're in school. You're in your history lesson. You're learning about the Cold War and the threat of nuclear apocalypse that the world faced in the 20th century. When you have a question, you're unsure about something. You want to know about something Stalin did to the Russian people. There's only one person who can help you in this time of need, and that is the teacher, so you put your hand up, just like any other student would, but the teacher ignores you, she's doing something else, she's talking to someone else, she's looking at her emails, she doesn't notice your hand raised in the air, so desperate times call for desperate measures. You decide you're gonna scream for help. So with your hands still in the air, you open your mouth to attract the teacher's attention. But the words that come out of your mouth, they're not words you put there. They're words put there by some other demonic being. As as you Have your hand outstretched in the air. You open your mouth and say the words, Mom? Everyone stops what they're doing. All chat falls quiet as they all turn around to look at you. There's a silence, a deathly silence, until it's broken by the sound of evil laughter (laughs) as they all laugh at you for calling the teacher mum. You never lived to tell the tale. Ooh, you see? Pretty spooky, right? But I think this might be the most haunting of all the haunting tales I will tell you this afternoon. Later on that day, you're at school, still. (laughs) (laughs) It's the lunch break. You've had your tuna sandwich, but something about it didn't quite go down the same way it usually does. It's gone straight through you, didn't agree with you. Your stomach feels uneasy. You feel an urge to go to the toilet. So you slip away from your friends under the cover of darkness, and you go to the toilet. You wouldn't normally want to do what you're about to do in these school toilets. There are rumours that those who have done it before have got diseases, or been walked in on. The fear is real. You walk up to the toilet, your heart pounding, beads of sweat forming on your forehead. You walk in. It's empty. Good. Makes what's about to happen a lot easier. You go into a cubicle. You find the one that actually has a locking door on it. You lock it. You take off your shoes. Shoot? No. (laughs) You take off your trousers. And after carefully wiping down the seat, you sit down. And you do what you have to do. Then, horror struck. You go to clean yourself off. You turn to the left, where the toilet roll is usually situated, and... There's nothing there. You'd always feared this would happen. You'd heard rumours, myths, stories, but you never believed it would happen to you, and yet there you were, sat in school in the middle of the lunch break with your trousers around your ankles. AND NO TOILET PAPER. You were never seen again. There were rumours about your disappearance. Some say you were grabbed by an old lady who lived down the toilet. Others say you simply perished of embarrassment. Nobody will really know. Those are the real life horror stories. Happy Halloween. Wizard Radio with dead Mouse, ghosts and stuff. Very spooky. I think it's time to get out of Halloween mode now. That was that was fun, but I'm a bit haunted, so let's just carry on. It's Alec Feldman here. Coming up Gracie Abrams and Adele and Lennon Stella as well. Uh, but first, influencers. Ugh, you know what I think of influencers? The scourge of the world. Um but they are often quite good to have a laugh at. And I would like to introduce you now to one you might not have heard of called Jessica Power. She is Australian. I think she was on Big Brother, married at first sight over in Australia. But now she's moved to the UK. She's moved to Manchester. That's just kind of near me. Um, Shall I, I try and hang out with her and help tick off these, these things? Because basically she's moved to Manchester and she's written a bucket list of things she wants to do in the UK. And I thought it'd be interesting, number one, to share what that bucket list is and also see how many we can tick off. She says, as you know, I've moved to Manchester. As soon as I finish isolating, I can't wait to see everything and explore. Here's my bucket list. Give me other recommendations. Also, what's a chav? People keep telling me about it. How to begin on that one. But this bucket list is frankly ridiculous. But let's go through it, okay. Number one. Harry Potter World Yeah, that is that is a cool tourist attraction I've never been I would love to go to Harry Potter World But it's very expensive So Number two Tea at Buckingham Palace um, I don't think you can have tea at Buckingham Palace Unless you're specially invited by the Queen So is she saying that she intends to be like a notable enough person To get invited for tea at Buckingham Palace by the Queen Because I'm, I'm sceptical But okay, fine I haven't done that one either a coach trip to the Birmingham Primark. <laughs> We've talked about this on the show before. You can get a coach to this this Primark in Birmingham because it's the biggest Primark in the world, or at least in the UK. I haven't done that, but... Uh, does anybody really want to go on a coach trip to a Primark? Like, all Primarks pretty much are the same. You don't need to go all the way to Birmingham to see one, but fine. Um weatherspoons cocktails with the girls. Oh yeah, I mean standard. I have been to Weatherspoons with girls whilst they are drinking cocktails. Um so I suppose I can tick that one off. But yeah, that is a, a classic one. She has spelt weatherspoons as two words though. And everyone knows it's weatherspoons one word, or just spoons, but okay, fine. Go Scotland and drink an iron brew. Oh I mean up into Scotland, not drunk an iron brew in Scotland. She's also spelt iron brew wrong, so loses marks for that go ireland and drink a lager <laughs> really big on the stereotypes here haven't done that one either um go wales and question mark she doesn't even know what the thing that welsh people do is but um we better not tell her <laughs> I don't think she'd want to do that this is when it starts to get a bit silly not that it's the most sensible list beforehand romantic weekend in bradford now i've been to bradford i think it's a fantastic city but it's not necessarily where you'd go for a romantic weekend. Leeds, maybe. Or like the cute little Yorkshire villages that are near Bradford, but but, but not Bradford. Brad, there's nothing about Bradford that's romantic particularly, I'm sorry to say. But I have been to Bradford, so I suppose I can tick that one off even if it wasn't for a romantic weekend. Next one, make friends with Chavs. Sure, just like going to town on a, a Friday night and see who's like loitering about up to no good. Make friends with them, perfect. Uh, G-A-Y and a Hun Brunch in London. That does sound very wholesome and fun. I have not done that, but it sounds cool. Watch soccer in Manchester. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry, no. It's football. And also, you can't just watch football in Manchester. Do you not understand what Manchester's like? There are two football teams in Manchester. There's United, there's City. You can't just watch football in Manchester. You have to pick one. You've got to choose your loyalties. I don't care about football, so that's fine. But for her, if she wants to watch a football match, She's got to pick one of United or City. Otherwise, all hell will break loose. Next, visit Greg's for lunch. Yes, have done that. Good place. I don't know if you'd visit it for lunch or just like a, a snack. You know, I don't think of like a sausage roll as lunch necessarily. It's just it's just something to fill a gap, isn't it? Um, meet the Loose Women and Lorraine. <laughs> I wish. I mean, that is a good, good life ambition. That is a very British thing. Lorraine Kelly is very sassy. The loose Women not that wild about meeting except janet street porter I'd, I'd get on with her i think um she wants to learn the sexy scouser accent from from liverpool i'm not gonna insult scousers by attempting it but it is it's a cool accent i, I don't want to hear what australian trying to do it would sound like so please don't do that have a beach day in blackpool first of all it's Blackpool. two words she's put and it's one word uh, second of all, she's put, <laughs> she's put a little emoji of like a palm tree on a beach. Oh, dear. I mean, I've been to Blackpool. <laughs> I think lower your expectations. Don't think of it as being like a tropical island. Maybe you'll, you'll enjoy it. But uh, having a beach day in Blackpool, it's not quite all that's cracked up to be. And also, half the time you can't get on the beach in Blackpool because the sea's in too far, so pff, waste of time. Finally, have a shopping spree and B&M bargains. I mean, haven't we all done that? Not bad. That is a good day out, so let's. how many can, can I tick off this list? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven out of this quite long list. So am I not British enough, according to the eyes of this Australian influence, because I've only done seven things on her UK bucket list? I don't know, but if anyone would like to have a go at ticking off these things, go for it. That's how you be a true Brit, apparently. Right, Wizard Radio, coming up next, I want to talk about WhatsApp groups, but first, this is Gracie Abrams from Rockland. This is Wizard Radio, that was Gracie Abrams with Rockland, I'm Alec Feldman. Hi. Thanks for listening, appreciate it. Coming up, I'll do Adele and Lennon Stella in a minute. First, um, you know Chris Whitty, you know how much I love Chris Whitty? I think he is just brilliant. He's the man, he's the chief medical officer of England and possibly Wales, and he's been just a constant presence uh, throughout the pandemic He was on the press conferences just, he basically, He's the science guy He's the guy the government doesn't listen to When they make stupid decisions He just he just wants what's best for everyone He wants COVID to be to go away He wants everyone to like stay healthy All around good guy And of course, he's known for his iconic catchphrase Next slide please He's just an all around cool dude As you know, I'm in a Facebook group called Chris Witty Fans Unite uh, I realised I've been in it for about a year <laughs> Um, just enjoying the Chris Whitty content I think he's a great man a great great man and doesn't get enough respect but the tide is turning because I've been tipped off that he has got a shout out in a soap opera a popular long-running British soap opera this week I'm not into soaps EastEnders, Corey, Emmerdale don't watch any of them but someone did message me to say you won't believe this Chris Whitty has just got a shout out in coronation street and i was so excited about this that i had to go back and have a listen and sure enough he did you're amazing like dr range or dr drew or dr chris witty chris witty next slide please isn't he a professor
1: i don't know but i used to love it when he said those words is that weird uh, a bit <laughs> anyway i've got my very own dr curtis in the house so sit yourself down and i'll start doing <laughs> so that
2: that's a good 10 seconds of dialogue about chris witty not only do they manage to reference the fact that he's not a doctor he's also a professor you uh, yeah gotta get the title right they also gotta just get his catchphrase in there next slide please i have no idea who either of these characters are but i love that the go-to reference for like someone that's a good person is oh you like chris witty <laughs> how amazing that he got a shout out in cory that i do wonder about that though because as far as i'm aware all the soaps have kind of decided that like covid isn't a storyline they're like in the soap world in emmerdale world i don't think coronavirus and the pandemic is a thing so if, if that's not a thing how do they know about chris witty because they say, say covid hadn't happened like it hasn't in the quarry world yes chris witty would still be the chief medical officer But there wouldn't have been the government press conferences and he wouldn't have used his catchphrase. Next slide, please. So why are they referencing it? How did they they know in Coronation Street who Chris Whitty is, is what I'm saying. Because COVID hasn't happened. There's a weird parallel universe thing going on there. I don't fully understand it. But it is really cool that the professor Chris Whitty has got a shout out in Coronation Street. But that is not where the good news ends for Chris Whitty this week. Because I was in a park. And I love, I just love it listening into little snippets of people's com- conversations. I think it's fascinating. And these two people walked past in the park that had like little kids. And one of them was saying, oh, yeah, that man, he got us through the lockdown. I've still got him as the group picture on our WhatsApp chat. And every time someone sends a message, we get a tiny little Chris Whitty. How amazing is that? <laughs> as soon as I heard them saying, oh, that man got us through the lockdown, I knew that they were talking about Chris Whitty. And they were. And Chris Whitty is the picture in their WhatsApp group, which is amazing news. I always love, like, a random picture in a WhatsApp group chat. Um, I'm in one where the picture is Oprah from that interview she did with Harry and Meghan going, what? We've just got that, like, freeze frame as our group icon. That's my favourite. But what about you? I want to hear about what your, like, WhatsApp group chat icon is this afternoon, because I'm sure there'll be some funny ones. I want to know what you've got, but I also want to know why. Why? So, um, we'll read out a few messages in a bit, and uh, if you want to send me yours, you can anytime you like, at Radio UK on Twitter and Instagram, so we'll read out a few of those, and we'll find out what your group pa- pictures are in a second, but next, the brand new song from Adele, she's back, I think this might be the first or second time I've played it on this show, uh, it's a new song, it's kind of everything you'd expect from Adele, and... I thought, yes, Adele might be like the biggest pop star in the world, but there's always new things you can learn, so let's profile her. Let's get as much info as we can about Adele and condense it into just 60 seconds and do a 60 second guide that is totally, completely verified to Adele. Alex,
1: totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide.
2: Adele is the name of the comedy character played by Adele Celia Jeffrey Mauritius Atkins. Whilst the real Adele is from a very wealthy background and is very well-spoken, fake Adele takes on a comedy Cockney accent, even speaking in rhyming slang at times. For example, the song Rolling in the Deep, that's Cockney for sheep! The comedy of the Adele character is twofold. There's the things she says and the way she acts on stage, treating her audience to basically a stand-up gig as well as a concert. And also, the fact that her singing voice sounds nothing like her speaking voice. That's intentional, and there's actually an Adele voice double. Adele, the real one, does Adele's speaking voice live, you know, like, but then when she sings, there's another unnamed singer who gets played through the speakers, and then Adele just lip-syncs. The identity of the real Adele voice is unclear. There may even be multiple. Whilst fake Adele sings about love and heartbreak, the real Adele is actually happily married to a partner of 12 years. They have two kids together, and that is Adele in 60 seconds.
1: Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun. From a safe distance.
2: Wizard Radio, that was Lennon Stella with Fancy. And before that, Adele's new song, Easy On Me. It's Alec Feldman. Coming up, a new Macklemore song. And we'll do Ed Sheeran before five o'clock as well. Talking about your WhatsApp group pictures. Because I'm in a WhatsApp group where we've got Oprah Winfrey going, What? as our little picture. Someone I overheard at the park has Chris Whitty, the chief medical officer. The next slide, please, man, as her group picture. And I want to know what yours are so um cheers for getting involved with this we've had toby who says uh, the picture for my group chat with my closest friends is nessa from gavin and stacy there's not really a good reason why other than the fact that she's a certified legend and you know how busy that group chat gets i'm just happy that i get to see her face multiple times a day that's nice that is yeah that is your group chat called like oh What's up, Occurden? Hey, that was good. I made that one up on the flight. That I like that. Well done, me. <laughs> that was funny. That's cool. Uh, Ewan has been on my group chat. Oh no, my group chat photo is that photo of Matt Hancock doing what he did in his office. Basically, one of the guys who used to be in my friendship group and so was in the group chat, or used to be. He cheated on his girlfriend around the time that whole Matt Hancock thing happened. We booted him out of the group chat because that behaviour is not cool. And then we changed the picture to Matt Hancock in his memory. <laughs> oh, that is brutal! You know, did you do it whilst he was still in the group? You should have done it whilst he was still in the group. That would have been even more brutal. I don't... Uh, am I alone in thinking it's a bit harsh to cut off your friend because he's, like, cheated on his girlfriend? That, don't get me wrong. I think that is the worst kind of behavior, but uh, I don't know. Do you need to, do you need to like stop being friends with them? It does make them a bad person, but I'll quite happily admit that a fair few of my friends are bad people and I kind of don't mind. <laughs> Is that bad? Uh, I don't know. That does seem very harsh that you're just like all these years of friendship, you've made a mistake. No, no more. Like I understand the girl, obviously the girlfriend should like break up with him, but why does his friend, why do you friend break up with him as well? That was a bit harsh, but The level of banter of changing your whatsapp picture to matt hancock is brilliant could only be improved if you'd done it and then kept him in the group and it does sort of backfire because like now you have to see matt hancock doing that every time someone sends a message in the group chat and that's not what anybody wants is it no Uh, isabella it's been on uh, you know that photo of mark zuckerberg oh his second shout out today mark zuckerberg in front of congress with loads of cameramen in front of him where he looks really awkward that is my photo for the group chat with my girls. One of my best friend's boyfriend looks a lot like Mark Zuckerberg. So, you know, she gets to see Mark, a.k.a. her boyfriend, every time she enters the group chat. <laughs> oh, Mark Zuckerberg. Ugh. He's not hes not the hottest man in the world, is he? I, I don't like his haircut. I, I feel like... If I was Mark Zuckerberg, I'd probably have the money to get a better like hairdresser. And I know, I know, he's famously like not big on appearance, and he's like, I buy the same black T-shirt to wear every day, so I don't have to bother getting dressed, and thinking about what to wear. But at the same time, like, if you're that rich, you can, you can get a nicer haircut. It's not good. It's not a good look, man. So, uh, <laughs> your poor friend, whose boyfriend looks a bit like Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, let's let's go for hotter Mark Zuckerberg. Your friend looks like Mark Zuckerberg, but. Hotter. Um, But cheers for your message, Isabella. And Sophia's been on as well. She says, this might be an odd reference. (laughs) The best way to start a message. When One Direction were the biggest thing on planet Earth years ago, there was a conspiracy theory that Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson were dating. There is a photo that was photoshopped to make it look like they were kissing. It's called Larry Stylinson. And that is the photo that me and all of my friends have decided is the best option for our group chat photo many years later. That's a bit weird. Does Harry Styles consent to this? I feel like he probably doesn't. Um, But now he's just your group photo, kissing Louis Tomlinson. It didn't even happen. It's Photoshop. There are some really weird places on the internet. The internet has some dark corners, and I think that's one of them. And you've just brought it to my attention. I I don't think I was aware of this at the time. This whole Larry Stylinson thing. But people actually photoshopped them to be, like, making out. I dread to think what other worse images there are of all these One Direction members made by these slightly odd fans. Are you allowed to insult One Direction fans now? I feel like enough time has elapsed that they've all kind of grown up a bit and aren't quite as mad. But why, why would you, in 2021, make that your group picture? Like, ten years after Larry Stylinson was probably a thing, when One Direction were at, like, the height of their powers... Weird. If you ever meet, I mean, it's, I know it's an off chance, it's unlikely, but if you do ever meet Harry Styles or Louis Tomlinson and they see that group chat photo, they'll be scared off forever. We'll never talk to you again. <laughs> well, thank you for those messages. I've enjoyed that very much. See, every WhatsApp group has like a funny picture. It's like illegal to just have a boring, like, oh, look, here's us as our WhatsApp group picture. It has to be something, some kind of meme. That's like the law. I don't write the rules. Right, coming up next. We will get the answers to what's going on. But now, Macklemore's back with a new song featuring Windsor and it's called Next Year. It's on Wizard Radio right now. That's the new song from Macklemore featuring Windsor. It's called Next Year, and you're hearing it on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. Thanks for hanging out with me. Nearly done. Miles is here in 10 minutes. There is just about time to get the answers on. What's going on? Uh, so just before the news at 4 pm, played you a clip of some some chaotic energy, something weird and confusing that was happening. This week it was something from my actual life. I filmed and I started it. And all you had to do was try and tell me, come up with some kind of theory about what is actually happening in it. Let's have another listen to that now. Try and let like, go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is excellent. And mm-hmm. I, I, the only way I can get down to is by sitting on the chair. So that does sound kind of rubbish, um, audio quality wise. I do apologise. Um, I filmed it on my phone. What it was basically, I think I put my my thumb or my pinky thing over the like the microphone hole, which is why it sounds terrible. So sorry. But what's actually happening in that? Um, i find something very funny i say go on go on, try and move somewhere there's a, a girl in it she's like i can only get down if i sit on the chair which i think means chair but what what's actually happening why am i finding it so funny why does she sound like she's in some kind of distress tell me tom's been on he says maybe it's just a really bad quality is this you and a friend on a train the train's moving, your friend's trying to move down the carriage, but because the train is moving, she can't stand up without falling over. Hence, she's saying, the only way I can get down is by sitting on the chair, because if they stand up, they might fall over. That's the only thing I think it could be. That's a nice suggestion. So it does sound a bit like a moving train, doesn't it? And I have actually been on trains um, for the first time in months. Got the train from Leeds when I went uh, last week. And I had a lovely time. It brought back memories of when I used to live on trains. Those were the days. Um, But this what's going on is not someone trying to move down a carriage on the train, although I have been there, and it is very difficult work, but it's funnier than that. Uh, Jessica's been on. (laughs) She says, "Um, When you did the people's budget, Alec, I messaged in. I was a big advocate for roller skates. I remember, Jessica. Yes. You thought they should have tax breaks, I remember, yeah, I was just trying to help Rishi Sunak out, come up with the budget, and Jessica contributed, yes, I remember. And she said, now, I'm starting to think, based on this what's going on clip, have you and your friend become advocates for roller skates as well? I think she's trying to move with roller skates on, but she's struggling, which is fair enough, because roller skates can be quite difficult to use, which is why she needs to sit down. Or use a chair. For some reason, I feel like she's trying to get down the stairs using roller skates, which is 100% not advised at all. That would be dangerous. That's, that's proper risky trying to get downstairs in roller skates. Would again echo Jessica's sentiment, which is that that's not advisable. Don't try it. Um, you know what? Weirdly enough, Jessica, you're not completely off the mark. There aren't roller skates involved, but there are wheels involved wheels are somehow involved in this situation on what's going on this week. Not roller skates, though. Um, But actually, footwear, roller skates aren't involved, but footwear more broadly is, and so are wheels. So that actually, you've done quite well here, you and your roller skate advocacy. So well done, keep it up. Skaters forever. High five. I've never used roller skates in my life. Anyway, uh, Ali says, it might just be the quality... Are you using a megaphone at the start of this video? Is it some sort of obstacle course where you're using a megaphone to shout instructions at someone else, but they're struggling? Oh, that'd be fun. No, like I said, the quality is terrible. Not because I was using a megaphone, but because I think I accidentally put my finger over the microphone when I was filming it. Um, No megaphone, but megaphones are fun. That's another dream of mine, to shout at people using a megaphone. That'd be really good. If I became maybe like a lifeguard, do they get megaphones, or...? Like uh, you know, the person that shouts at obstacle courses, being like three, two, one, go. Yeah, that'd be that'd be all right. Um, no obstacle course, tragically, no megaphone, but nice, nice deduction from the terrible, shocking audio quality. Well done, Ali. Even though you were wrong. And Robbie has had a go as well. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but I think it involves a whoopee cushion at the end of the clip it sounds like there's a really loud fart not a real one more like a whoopee cushion one is your friend in the clip trying not to sit down for some reason but there's a whoopee cushion on the chair which is maybe why she's trying to not sit down because when she does the whoopee cushion will go off I think it involves a chair trying to get somewhere and a whoopee cushion hmm all good suggestions obviously it does involve a chair because she says I can only get down if I'm on the chair but um, no whoopee cushion. That's not a happen thing that's happening. Something that is um, interesting, though, that I hadn't noticed is that this, this clip supposedly contains something that sounds like a fart. I didn't notice that. I um, hope <laughs> I haven't accidentally massively embarrassed either me or my friend in this. But no, it's not that. The person who was closest remains Jessica, who was talking about roller skates and shoes and that kind of stuff. Because what has happened in this clip is... My friend, the person, the girl you hear, she's been sat on like a, a wheelie office chair and somehow her shoelaces have become trapped in the wheel of the wheelie office chair and she's tried to stand up but found that she can't move because she's attached to the chair and if she tries to move, the chair literally comes with her and it's quite funny and she she couldn't get herself unstuck I had to go and help her out and somehow get this lace out of the chair it wasn't very Covid safe I, I, I'm, I can only apologise um, but that's what's going on in this week's What's Going On it wasn't roller skates but it was one of those like wheelie office chairs and it was someone becoming physically attached to it and not being able to get out, so that's that's that well done, you've had a go your guesses weren't quite right but we had a nice time and that is the end of the show. Thank you very much for listening. I'll be back same time next week, Saturday at three o'clock until five. It'd be lovely if you could come hang out with me. And if you can't, there is a podcast called Alec Feldman, the podcast where you can get the podcast, which is just the whole show, but without all of the like boring bits. So the songs and the news and stuff It's just me. If that's something that for some slightly odd reason you sound interested in, you know where to find it. iTunes, Google podcast, Spotify, all the usual places. It's on there.
1: Myles up next after the news at 5. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun.
0: I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun... For the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. BGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
1: Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to the great pop culture debate back in Bigger Than Ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to GreatPopCultureDebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.